Okay, this is an important, I would say extremely important topic because there seems to be this belief in the world today that the church doesn't have any authority. Who is the church to tell me what I can and cannot do? Who's the church in the authority? Where does she get the authority to say Mary was immaculately conceived? It's almost like this complete dismissal of what the church has been teaching us for 2,000 years because somebody doesn't like it. Where does the church get that authority? It gets it from God, from Jesus himself. Now, Jesus asked these scribes and Pharisees whether John's ministry came from heaven or from men. Now, basically, he was asking, was it divine or was it human in origin? Now, here's the thing. They gave the lamest answer of all, right? Totally lame. We do not know, right? Now, come on. They ought to have known. <clears throat> this was part of their duty. They were from the Sanhedrin. This was something they were supposed to know. Uh, it was part of the duty of the Sanhedrin. They were to distinguish between true and false prophets. This was the job of the very people Jesus was asking the question. Is it human or is it of God? Their job was to determine what came from human and what came from God. That's why Christ gave us the church to be able to tell us what is of human origin and what is of God. And when, if you don't listen to that, then you're, you're rejecting the very authority that Christ gave to the church. Matthew 18, 18, Christ established the church to have his authority. So basically they were failing in their job. They were saying that they were unable to make that distinction. Their dilemma drove them into basically being humiliated here, right? Now, there's a warning in this. Why did they do this? Why did they say we don't know? What's the warning here about what the Sanhedrin did? They're being cowards. That's the warning to me when I read this, and I think some of the church fathers would agree. The first question was not, what is the truth? That was not what they asked. They basically wanted to know, what's it safe to say? Sound like our politicians today? I want to give the truth. From everything that I'm understanding about politics, it boils down to what is it safest to say? Regardless of the truth, both sides of the aisle weigh every single word they say, not based on the truth but on whether or not it will help them get reelected. That's cowardice. Now, I shouldn't say everyone. I think there are some good politicians out there fighting for the truth. But when we're more concerned about what is safe to say, we get in deeper trouble, trouble with God. That's why as a priest, I believe fully that we have to preach the truth of our faith and the consequences will happen, but at least I don't feel I want to go before our Lord and then be in trouble for not speaking the truth. Because as a priest, we are a shepherd 
to speak the truth and give it to you. Now, what you do with it is up to you. I am tasked with giving you the truth and not what is safest to say, as I certainly know, because sometimes I do get in trouble. But the truth is what is important. As I said, they didn't ask what is the truth, but what they basically asked here is, what's it safe to say? Right? Basically saying we do not know when they did, they were afraid to tell the truth. They knew the answer. They knew it was heavenly origin. The true question is not what is it safe to say, but what is right to say? What is the right thing to say? So if a man knows the truth, he is under the obligation to tell it. That is why you hear me over and over saying what the teaching of the church is, because it is the truth. And so many people who have a little maybe, let's say, understanding of where the church comes from, is the church of human or heavenly origin? Well, many people think it's safe to say in Hollywood and politics that it's just one of many man-made religions. Uh Uh-uh. Our Catholic faith is of heavenly origin, and God gave it to us. Christ commanded. You may have heard me say the example, and I've given this before, but I think it's so applicable here today, and that is somebody who says, I don't have to be in the four walls of a church I'm not, I'm spiritual, I'm not into organized religion. My answer always is, and I try to do it with love, is the very fact that Jesus organized religion. He established the chair of the papacy, placed Peter upon it. He established the college of bishops, the magisterium. He gave them his authority whose sins you forgive are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained. He basically organized religion. Then he ordained them, as we know from the foot washing of the Last Supper, and gave them the authority to pass it on, such as when they replaced Judas with Matthias after Judas's betrayal. The church has this authority in Christ's name. So who is the authority for us? Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ delegated that authority to his church. I've used the example before that when I had my business in North Carolina, I started it, I built it, I funded it. But when I would leave, I I was small. I only had 11 employees. But when I would leave, I would say to Brian or Karen, who were my managers, while I'm gone, you're in charge. By my authority, I give you my authority. So while I'm gone, you're in charge. In my name, you will act. This is what Christ has done to his church. And that's who the priest is. 
The priest is the person who Christ has given to act in his authority. Now, the College of Bishops, the magisterium, have been given the authority of Christ to make statements in his name. So this is the authority that we have to accept. And what makes it very important for us in our lives is to realize that it's of heavenly origin. It's not man-made. One of the most common questions that I get or complaints online is about you and your man-made religion. Actually, Catholicism is the only Christian religion that's not man-made. Every other one of the 40,000, we can tell you who, who started it. And it's a human being. There's only one, the Catholic faith, that was not started by a man. It's not man-made. It is of Christ. And so when Christ, when you have ultimate authority, as Christ did on earth, you have the power to delegate it. If I have ultimate authority in my business, I have the power to say to somebody else, I give you my authority in my name. Then everybody else has to follow their direction. This is what Christ did with the church. In his name, he gave all his authority to the church. Why? Because Christ knew he would be ascending to the Father. Christ knew that he would no longer be here on earth in person. So in order to pass on his authority, he established his church. Now, a lot of people say to me, well, no, that's not true. It's the Bible. Well, actually, the Bible came from the church. So the Bible, yes, that is authority, but we forget that that authority came from the church. The church gave us the Bible. In fact, there was no canonized Bible for 350 years till after Jesus died for 350 years. We did not have a canonized fully these 27 books of the New Testament until 350 years after Jesus died. There were many other Bibles floating around. There was the Gospel of Thomas, the Gospel of Peter, the Gospel of Mary. You've heard me say this. They weren't written by Thomas, Peter, and, Ma and Mary. They carried that title. But these were determined by somebody not to be of heavenly origin. They were determined to be of human origin, just like we read in the Gospel today. Jesus says, was John of heavenly origin or manly origin? It's the same with the Gospels. There were hundreds of Gospels written in the first couple centuries that were of manly origin. But the ones that are now in the Bible that every Christian reads, not just Catholics, Methodists, evangelicals, Pentecostals, Lutherans, whoever you might be, you're reading from the same Bible as we are. And that Bible that you're reading comes from the Catholic bishops. At the councils of Carthage and Hippo in 393 and 397, the Catholic Church established the canon of the Bible. They determined what books went into it. Have you ever asked who determined that the four Gospels were only Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? What about those Gospels of Thomas, Peter, and Mary? They were not of heavenly origin. Well, who determined that? 
the Catholic Church. So if you're reading a Bible that only has the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you cannot accept that Bible and reject the authority of the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church is the origin from which that Bible came. The Bible was created to be read at the Mass. The Mass predates the Bible. The Mass came before the Bible. The Mass brought us what Jesus did from the last moments here on earth at the Last Supper and has continued ever since. That is the authority of the church. It's not just the Bible. It's not just the Mass. It's not just tradition. It's all three. Remember, our faith is a three-legged stool. Sola Scriptura, or Bible only, is not in the Bible. In fact, the Bible says not everything is in the Bible. You can read the last chapter of, of, the, of the, uh, or the last gospel, the last paragraph, John. It says not everything's in the Bible. So does that mean it, we reject it because it's not in the Bible? No. As you've heard me say before, nuclear war, human cloning, artificial intelligence, these are things that are not in the Bible. Does that mean we therefore establish no moral standard regarding these things? Of course not. That's the role of the church. The church was given that authority by Christ to establish the moral directive on things like nuclear war, artificial intelligence, or human cloning. We cannot possibly think that every possible situation in this world could be contained in one book. Well, yes, we can, Father. Well, no, we can't, because the Bible tells us we can't. The Bible says not everything is in the Bible. So we Catholics follow the tradition of the Jews from which Christianity came. In the Jewish tradition, there were three legs to their stool. They, too, had a teaching authority, the teaching authority of Moses. That was their magisterium. They, too, had scripture. It was the Torah and the Pentateuch. They, too, had scripture. But they also had tradition. It came down with Moses from Mount Sinai. This tradition carried them. And in our Catholic faith, this tradition is also not man-made. It is apostolic. How do you think the tradition got from Jesus' time to 350 years later when the Bible was canonized? Somehow it had to survive those 350 years. It did through sacred apostolic tradition. That's the authority that Jesus is talking about here. If it isn't, then his words of Matthew 18, 18 are lies. And nobody's going to claim Jesus is a liar. He established this church to have that authority. So the next time you think about determining what is true or not, well, Mary was not immaculately conceived, period. I got dozens of those over the last couple of weeks with our talks on Mary, the Immaculate Conception. That's okay. I think it's wonderful that we're engaging in dialogue. But before you capitalize it and put 20 exclamation points afterward it and then bold it and tell me I'm wrong, that Mary was not immaculately conceived, I will ask one question. 
by what authority do you speak? Because I don't speak by my own authority. When I declared Mary was immaculately conceived, I wasn't speaking from my own authority. Neither should you. We need to speak from the authority of the church. Why? Because Christ gave that authority, not to me individually, not to you individually, but to his church. So when the church for over 1,500 years has taught this, we should listen because she has that authority. And that authority is heavenly, not of human origin. That's what today's passage is about. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.